So I'm hoping that some people hear this and they're like, oh my God, that's me right now. While I was building my business, mm. I was getting out there and meeting people. Okay. I was creating my own stages. I wasn't waiting for somebody to give me permission to be on their podcast. I was nobody. Nobody was going to have me anywhere. So I created my own stages. He was trying to like lead me into what he was saying. He's like, so I don't know which one you are. <laughs> kind of like trying to get me to say like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. And I'm like, dude, you clearly don't <laughs> see me the way that I see me. Turns out that that year they gave 13 people the wrong scores. And his score was actually like a 700, which is like terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I want to tie this to what you said about believing in yourself. Because like, he got the wrong score, but he started believing in himself that he could do these things and he changed. <laughs> and let's do this. We've got hey, I'm Louise. And I'm Bumpy. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit podcast. <laughs> where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, I don't get why Fonzi is I laughing. We're here to have a good time with you. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. What's up? Oh, guys, make sure you go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Why are you laughing? I'm cracking up because your hay was so loud <laughs> it was like maybe zero to a hundred real quick hey but baby it's content's profit it's friday and the buddy knows it yeah it's friday it is yep, friday yep. guys and today we have a very special guest what are we talking about a very huh? special topic yeah, we're gonna be talking all about building a six-figure business with less than a thousand followers Ooh, and i'm sure that the principles we're gonna learn yeah, yeah. about today are gonna are gonna let you grow even beyond six figures i know i think it's gonna be absolutely what we call hashtag juicy juicy hashtag juicy juicy guys if you're enjoying this show go ahead and follow it in your favorite platform make sure to submit your reviews your things your feedback because the love that we've been getting in the last couple of weeks has been incredible though it just makes the show so much better so go ahead and follow let us know on social media as well at Beast bros go that We're is here right for you. that is right and if today's guest help you move one step forward towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. That is your ticket of admission. Thank you. Do you believe you need a big following to crack profit? Think that again, my friend. Today's guest is about to challenge your social media beliefs, and I hope you're ready for it. Oh, yeah. And I hope you have pen and paper in hand, just like me right here. As today's guest shares how to grow to six figures with a small audience of less than a thousand people. Insane. Totally insane. Is that how you say that? Insane? In there? No, you it. say How I have it written here is in. Same. There you go. Oh, yeah. Today's guest is the host of the Global Phenomenon podcast, where she has interviewed people like John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire, Pat Flynn, and some other epic legends. Yeah, she she knows she, she knows, knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she, she she knows she, she got experience in the podcasting world. I can tell, and not to mention that she is a fellow Venezuelan entrepreneur. Let's go! Please welcome Super Mom Entrepreneur. And your next engagement coach, Ina Company. Let's go. You guys are crazy. <laughs> you guys are insane. Was I, that good? Was that good or what? I, I, <laughs> that was awesome. I'm just happy that we pronounced your name properly. And I'm not, you, you know, when when like the right moment when something is about to happen that you have like a thousand thoughts, you know, between like 0.2 milliseconds. 
well, right about I was about to say your name, I literally <laughs> was recapping the whole conversation we had behind the scenes on, on how not to say your name. And I was like, don't, don't say it. Don't do say it. <laughs> don't you even do that to me. It's like they tell you, don't think of a pink elephant. And that's the first I, I, thing that you think about. Exactly. No, don't even don't even <laughs> joke with me about that because it's so hard to get people to stop calling me Aina after <laughs> it's in their head. You guys, it's Ina. Ina. Rhymes with Tina, right? Ina. Let's Ina. go. That's right. Ina. So yeah. if you're listening so, right now, repeat after us. Ina. Ina. One more time. Ina. 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 Right, cool. Ina. This, this turned into like Dora the Explorer now. I know. No, no, I mean, no, it's it's really tough because most people that see my name for the first time, they see it written down. So they yeah. make their own interpretation. Yeah. I've started signing on Instagram, E-E-N-A. I'm like, <laughs> In your head, say it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love sense. it. Well, That's you good. know, Katie, my wife, she called me the wrong, you know, Luis for probably five years of our relationship because <laughs> how I introduced myself when I first came into this country was like, hey, you know, my, my full name is like Luis Daniel, right? Like full, full Venezuelan, like double name, right? Right. And I'm like, well, hey, I'm Luis. And they're like, what? Uh, Louis, I'm like, sure, sure. Like, I just like went with it. And Katie's like, you introduce yourself to me as Louis and not Louise. And it was like, for the first five years, I did not pay attention no. to it. And uh, anyways, but it's fixed. It's fixed. It's fixed. Did you that fix right. that? Yes. That, that sounds like something I need to. No, it, it was fixed. We're good. We're good yeah. now. Now she, he just yeah. call him. Now he just call him Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so random. But anyways. You know, like I'm so excited that we we connected our good friend Adam, always the oh, the, yeah. the connector, and uh, I know. we chatted a little bit like off 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 offline, right? Like we have some some friends in common in the in back home, which is crazy. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that okay? Okay, you know how when you meet someone who is Venezuelan. And then you're like, oh, I have a friend who's Venezuelan. Maybe you guys like know these same people. And yeah. you're like, you know, it's a big country, right? <laughs> like, and yeah. it turns out like your mom works with my aunt and they've, yeah. they've done it for years. And we're like, what? Yes. So, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's a small world after all. But uh, I'm very interested uh, for you to share a little bit of your story, right? Like you, you came to this country. Now you're is amazing coach you help people and uh you're you're breaking barriers in many ways but i'm really interested on your background and why you decided to you know choose this path of entrepreneurship yeah so first of all let's start with none of this like coaching being an entrepreneur i did not grow up with any yeah. of this i don't know about you guys but uh, like, i no. i grew up <laughs> watching my parents have a very very corporate life and i thought that was like the only way to be is just to do that uh but once i got out into the workplace I, it's just kind of, you kind of start to get like that itch that it's mm. like is this it <laughs> like is this is this all there is right yeah. once you start making enough money that you're getting buying yourself the things that you wanted to buy yourself like once you start to, to feel like wow like this was it this is all i worked all my life for and i'm only 23 right it's like what what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? So it started to feel like my life had already been carved out for me. Mm -hmm. Like somebody had already decided that for the next 30 years, this is what my life was going to be like. And then I was going to retire. And then that was going to be the end. And like, I don't understand how that can be. But I had no other examples. I didn't have anybody else mm. showing me what else I could be yeah. doing. Yeah. So, so I just started experimenting. I'm like, okay, well, this is my job. This is my life. There's nothing I can do about it. So let's just learn a few more things so i took french classes like in adulthood <laughs> i took french i took violin i picked up the piano 
I started learning about medical terminology. Like I started just like volunteer. I volunteered at hospitals. I volunteered at, oh, wow. um, I volunteered at suicide hotline. Like I was just trying to find myself while I had a full-time job. Like what made right? you like, how, how do you decide to go about that and try different things? Right. Because I remember, um, you know, out of college, our, our dream was to always be professional soccer players. I decided before college that I was not going to be the thing, but you know, you had those four years and I played and then after that, it became really real when I graduated, I'm like, crap, what now? Right. Like, like I, I think yeah. I gotta make that decision now. And I remember listening to this video of, uh, I think it was like Ty Lopez and then the guy that does all the dirty jobs in discovery channel. And yeah. they're like, hey, if you if you don't know what to do, just go try a bunch of stuff, right? But somebody like I had to hear it from somebody. I, it, it it didn't come from from within, right? So like, was this something? Because in publishing, right, or in content, or in business, right, like there's a lot of that. Like we've transitioned yeah. our business a few times, we've cycled right. a few times. Um, so how how do you go about it? Was it something that was born like from within, or it was? I, nobody suggested it to me. It was more like. I almost felt like I was in a box and all I knew were these four walls, but I knew that I was in a box. So without knowing what is outside of it, you don't know what you're supposed to step into. So I just started trying things. So like the violin, for example, I just started to have that like quarter life crisis. So I'm like, <laughs> I need to really think about what I want, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and one of the things was like, I like pointing fingers at my parents, you guys never give me violin <laughs> lessons right? and they're like what are you talking about you've never said the word violin in your life right yeah. so it just started just looking back at things and saying i've always wanted to do this and i've always wanted to do that so just like go and try it for some people it mm. might be like parasailing and it might yeah. be jumping out of a plane for me it was just learning things and there was i will say this there was one class in college it was my net networking network security class i went to school for computer science mm. and in my network security class the teacher assigned you a concept and you were supposed to come next week and teach it to the class oh, that's cool. so the, and that was really cool because they yeah. give you something you have no idea about and you're supposed to present it next week it taught me that you know what i actually can learn anything i want to learn if i really want to yeah. so i think that kind of open that up in me like that that feeling that yes i could do it if i really really yeah. set my heart to it uh, mm. so entrepreneurship actually came about that way i had just had a baby um and i don't know if anybody can relate to this but when you're in corporate you really don't get a lot of vacation time at the time i think i had <laughs> like two weeks of vacation per year oh, wow. at that time uh maybe maybe i had three and that was like too much yeah. So when I went on maternity leave, all of a sudden, I didn't see it as, oh, I am a new mother and I have to change diapers and sleep very little <laughs> and figure out this whole motherhood thing. I saw it as, oh, my God, it's a three month vacation, <laughs> right? It's like it's three months to figure out my life that maternity leave time. Turns out I did spend the first two months trying to figure out motherhood. Uh, <laughs> but for the last month, I was like, this is this is it. This is my last chance because after this, I go back to a job where I'm working nine to five, where I don't get any time off. So this is it. So that's when I started 
um, making websites out of like a friend of mine needed help. So I helped her with it and she paid me and I'm like, no, you don't have to pay me. I, I did this because you asked me for a favor and I know HTML, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and she's like, no, 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 I'm a business. You're a vendor. I'm paying you. And I'm like, yeah. hmm, okay. I didn't realize this was a thing. <laughs> and that's when I started making websites. But this whole online world didn't actually open up for me until like five years later when I discovered Amy Porterfield um, yes. you know, and her podcast. That was my like my the gateway. That was like, what? I that's when I felt like I got out of the box. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. when I, I'm like, oh, my God, yes, there are people outside the box making money, as much money as they want, doing whatever they want. And I was sold. But it took me years to get mm, there. Interesting. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of the story of Robert Greene, the author, uh, The 48 Laws of Power. And he has a bunch of a bunch of very famous books. But I'm not going to dive too much into it. But the story pretty much is that he went and he tried like 60 different jobs before mm. he became an author. He's like, yeah. I always wanted to write. But he's like, I think it was at school they told him that he wasn't good enough. And then he yeah. just went, let me just try a whole bunch of different stuff, like 60 different jobs. How crazy that is, right? And then eventually he managed to, you know, get a publisher to sponsor his book. And he went on ahead. And now he is like a massive, right? He's super renowned. Just, yeah, very, very famous. And there's always that person in your life who's going to tell you that this is not going to work out for you. And mm -hmm. usually, depending on the person, usually the person is trying to protect you, right? Because they wouldn't see that path clearly for themselves. Mm. So they want to protect you from it, which from our end, it just looks like, man, you don't believe in me, right? From their end is, no, man, you, you could be just making more money if you just focus on your job, if you do what you're told. If yeah. um, When I was working in corporate, I actually took my own boss out to lunch. Um, he was the owner of the company. So I'm like, hey, he's an entrepreneur. I make websites. He owns an agency making websites, right? I'm going to pick his brain. I'm going to mm -hmm. ask him, what do you think I should do with my business? Because I'm not sure that I actually want to grow it to an agency, but what should I do with it? I had no idea. Coaching was not even in the realm of like, yeah. I hadn't even think about coaching at that time. Yeah. I took him out to lunch. I'm like, I just want to pick your brain about this. And he legit told me that, you know, some people are just really good employees. And some people like have more of an entrepreneurial style. And he looked at me and he, he fell short of telling me you fall in the entrepreneurial bucket. He was trying to like lead me into what he was saying. He's like, so I don't know which one you are. <laughs> kind of like trying to get me to say like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. And I'm like, dude, you clearly don't <laughs> see me the way that I see me. Yeah. And, and that, that was a big like wow. wake up call for me. Yeah, you, you mentioned that's pretty important, right? Like the way I see myself. And actually I heard this story yesterday while scrolling aimlessly through TikTok. Uh, but it was a pretty cool story, right? It's this guy, uh, he was being interviewed by Tom Bilyeu. And the guy shared the story of, I think it was one of his clients, that when he was growing up, it was like a pro one of those like problem kids, like terrible at school, just like always getting into trouble. And their parents were like, what are we going to do with this kid? And the year before he graduated, he's like, I'm just going to take an SAT. So the, guy, the kid goes, like no studying or anything, does the SAT, and he he gets like a 1480, something like that, which is pretty high. Right. And and the mom is like, okay, did you cheat? And he's like, <laughs> well, I tried to cheat, but it was very difficult. So no, I like, I this is what I got, the result. And after that moment, the kid decided, wow, 
I'm smart, right? Because previously during his life, everybody was saying, you know, oh, he's a problem kid, blah, blah, blah. So he was living in that environment. Now that he got proof that he was smart, he's like, oh man, maybe I can act like a, you know, maybe, uh, and I'm air quotes in here, like a smart kid and go to class, pay attention, change my environment, change my friends, right? And he went on to go to like an Ivy League school, became a pretty successful entrepreneur, crazy, right? Well, turns out when he, like years later, I don't know who he was having a conversation with, but it turns out that the year that he took the SAT, the board that, you know, gives out the tests and whatnot, every certain amount of years, they do like a review on the scores and all these things. Turns out that that year they gave 13 people the wrong scores, And his score was actually like a 700, which is like terrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I want to tie this to what you said about believing in yourself. Because like he got the wrong score, but he started believing in himself that he could do these things and he changed. Right. So when I heard the story, I was like, this is absolutely amazing. Right. Like what one thought can do for you for the rest of your life. And we often talk about, you know, how do we, you know, gain awareness and awareness is the beginning of the journey. Right. But awareness is very powerful because it's giving you the opportunity to now start taking the choices that can take you to the, the right spot. So I love that you identify that in that conversation in the sense like, hey, dude, like I know myself, I know my value. I know what, yeah. what I can do and where I can go. Right. And so this is my encouragement for those that are listening right now. If somebody tells you something that, you know, might not feel as good with you, it's okay. Just make sure you look inside, ask yourself the questions. What do I want? What do I feel happy doing? You know, where do I want to go? And just keep pursuing that. I, I have a follow-up question to that. I think you kind of answer it with that comment, but also, um, you know, we seek external validation, right? And, and we don't know what we don't know. And sometimes we're not in the right environment to do so, right? So... A famous example that we've shared in the past for us has been like on the publishing side. We're like, hey, should we do this podcast alone or with like, or together, right? And our coach at the time, like a $25,000, you know, mastermind that we invested in, the guy was like in front of like 60 other people, like you guys should choose one person, right? And we were like, oh man, that hurt at the time, right? Yeah, it, it was clearly going to be me because I'm the better looking one, but you know. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> If you want to believe that, Fonzie, <laughs> uh, I'll give you that one. I, I believe it. I don't need anybody else to tell me. It. <laughs> well, you, know, you don't need the external validation. That right? is right. That is Full right. circle. Full circle. Uh, oh. But but at the time, right, like he he was giving that advice from a place of a, of his own experience, mm -hmm. right? Because like that was his framework, how he was able to do it, and uh, you know we figured out a way on how to do it together, right? And I think like this is how we're how we've been able to be actually very successful with the show is because of that one thing, right? So, you know, I'm at a point today where I'm very jealous on where I ask those questions or who do I ask those questions to. How have you tackled that in your business, right? Like you said, that was your light bulb moment, but then how do you decide to go after, like when you started your podcast, right? Where do you take your advice from? How do you, like, who do you listen to? Like, should I actually even you know, ask the question or should I go research on my own? Like, how do you, do you have a framework that you go off of to, to make these decisions? Okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what that is. Okay. Um, first of all, you need to know something about me and that is that I shoot from the hip. Yes. I, right. I, when I want to do something, I just make the decision and do it. And this goes 
all the way from, you know, getting my MBA was like a split of the moment decision, <laughs> right? To um, choosing toilet seats at <laughs> Home Depot. Like I just, I just do it. But here's yeah. the thing, that's not usually enough uh, because many people, I know so many people that know about themselves that they could do anything they put their mind to. The problem is that they don't do it and that they don't do it consistently, right? That they give up way too quickly. So I, I want to I piggyback off of what Fonsi was saying earlier because I did have a friend who when I started the coaching, the whole coaching thing, um, I, you know, I had a four month old baby at home. Um, I was planning my very first launch, my very first webinar. And he sends me a message saying, Hey, let's have lunch and talk about business. And I was so excited because this is the first person in my real life who's acknowledging mm. that I'm doing something and maybe he wants to do something with me. I, and I mm. got daycare mm. for my baby and I, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I really need time to focus on this webinar, but I think this is important. So I, I dropped everything I was doing, headed down to Boston and met up with him. And I'm like, I'm so excited. Like, what, it, what do you have in mind? Like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. And he tells me, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that what you're doing seems a little scammy to me. Oh, and I'm like, oh, no. And my face dropped. Number one, because like, this is a friend of mine who's clearly telling me like he doesn't believe in what I'm doing. But number two, because I'm like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. I have a webinar to do in two days. <laughs> why am I here explaining something to you that you're not going to understand? Wow. And one thing that he said was, yeah, but, and I'm here trying to explain what coaching is. Right? Yep. I'm like, well, in coaching, you you help people go from A to B. And, and he's like, yeah, but realistically speaking, those outcomes are not going to be possible for most people. And I'm here like, mm. but who is the person who dictates that? You? Ooh, like, who yes. is out there? Which which deity is out there deciding this is not possible for you and it is possible for you? Yeah. And, and I had, I was talking to, to uh, one of my, a therapist actually out of all people. Like I had a therapist who like was, like her mind was blown by the stuff that I did <laughs> and she didn't understand it. She's like, yeah, Ina, but I'm a business coach. She's like, but what if somebody, like a client comes up to you and tells you a really bad business idea? Like, would you encourage them? <laughs> and I'm like, well, give me a bad business idea. What would be a bad business idea? She's like, what if they want to be the, like a dog medium, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I would show them how to do that online. Like, who am, who am I yes. to tell them, who am I to tell them that, they they can't be the top celebrity dog medium. You have any idea how many people love their dogs and would love to talk to them in the afterlife and get their energy? Like like I I promise you, there's somebody out there making yes. bank with this idea. Yeah, I am not. I I feel like every client that comes my way is Oprah in the making. Is Oprah when she was seven years old? Who am I to go and tell Oprah? But listen. There's just not place for black women on TV. Like, I'm not going yes. to be the one to tell little Oprah that. I'm going to tell little Oprah, you know what? You go, girl. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah. I don't care what your business idea is. If you believe in it, you can do it. So yeah. if I were to if I were to tell like, 
how I figured this thing out is realizing that it wasn't just about doing, it wasn't just about wishing, it wasn't just about believing in myself because I spent mm. an entire year yeah. believing in myself and working on a freebie that never saw the light of day. Mm -hmm. I was creating an entire freebie on how to publish your podcast completely for free. And this was about, about the time that Google Drive was just starting out yeah. and you could link to files in Google Drive, like before it wow. became like you're linking to a page that links to a file, you could actually target specific files in Google Drive. Like you could totally host a podcast out of this. Yeah. And I wrote an entire freebie. It took me an entire year, never saw the light of day. Why? I was doing the things, but I didn't have any clear direction. I didn't know where I wanted to go with this. So I didn't know what it meant to actually create a solid foundation and continue building on it. I was just doing things. Yeah. So when I finally got to quit my job because I got screwed over for the last time and that's a completely different story. When I finally quit my job, it was about just having the grit, just understanding that as long as I don't quit, I will be okay. It doesn't matter what this thing, what shape this, this is like, this is like Play-Doh right now, mm, yeah. right? And every year is going to take a different shape and that's okay as long as I don't quit. I've been featured on so many podcasts that are no longer like live anymore, yeah, yeah. And, right? And I look at them, I'm like, but I'm still here. So it's, it's a contest of who is going to make it to the finish line and I'm going to be here every yeah. day. Yeah. I, I mean, we've, we've talked about that, about uh, longevity, right? Like the longevity, the, the business and uh, the, the podcast that lasts longer probably is going to is going to win. Right. And I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times as well is that quick win mindset that a lot of people have nowadays. Right. They think that everything has to be overnight success or like, let me just go right. viral when in reality it's just that consistent action. Right. Like, yeah. let me just show up consistently and the, the res honestly like the results just start compounding right like you start building more relationships over time that's introducing you to more people and then more opportunities start coming your way but people want that on you know on a three-month plan it's yeah. like okay yeah, they're, 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 yeah. there's plenty of room the, <laughs> to yeah. go in here i mean the, i think the, the audio episode i released today we we're talking about you know how we need to also be proactive probably at the beginning of that stage to start seeing those results and start mm -hmm. continue to believe i remember a very specific month that we started questioning the show and it was the show was about a like older than a year right and we're like should we continue to do this right and we we were struggling to see the connection and it was not the show itself it was like the the, the process after that was broken but we had to go look back and be like what's the connection between the the show that, that that we're questioning right now and the business and the revenue and at the time we literally just crossed like six figures and we looked at each other and we're like wait what and it was because obviously like revenue wise yeah and also to run the business we weren't seeing the profit so the the process of the podcast was not broken it was the business side so we like we were able to identify where that was and then we made decisions to kind of fix that but the belief that the show worked was based on just fluff, right? Because we're like, uh, you know, I think it works, but how can we actually do that? And and just the act of looking back, I'm creating that connection. And I remember having this conversation with Alex Sharfin when he came to the show. Amazing, awesome coach that we met in person also in, in Montana with George. But he, he talks a lot about this concept of entrepreneurs are these brave people that you can actually see the future, grab it and bring it to the present, right? Make it happen. 
And that's so powerful, right? And we're like, okay, well, that's where we want to go. Sweet, let's just make it happen. And and right now, I think like we're being more aware of where do we actually want to go? Like, what do we want to do? And those are not easy conversations, right? Because sometimes we just don't know. But at the same time, it's like, how do we actually recraft or maybe reframe what success is, right? Sometimes we have this crazy idea. I'm like, okay, well, success is just, let's say, first step of success is publishing. First step of success is starting that crazy company that you thought it was crazy, right? Like, what is that first step? So, um, how do you, how do you, wait, wait, before you ask a question here, okay. I just want, I just have a thought that I, I wrote down here oh, about, about making yeah. choices. Um, honestly, it's the first time that this thought hits my mind. So thank you for, for the inspiration, but <laughs> you know, people try and this is me, honestly, like this is more a self-reflection of myself. <laughs> I try to like maximize every choice that I make. Right. And I ended up not knowing what choice to make a lot of times i'm like oh man should i get pistachio ice cream or the coconut ice cream right uh <laughs> aka talenti ice cream go get it it's the best, best ice cream that's Ta- out talenti there in the world, sponsor us right <laughs> but uh the choice right now is coconut coconut is top 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 but the point is i realize that sometimes by maximize trying to maximize every choice that i that i have to make i get to this place that when i actually make a choice I'm wondering more if the other choice would have been better, right? You got you, you have like choice making remorse, right? Instead of buying remorse, it's like choice making remorse where you're like, oh man, and you don't really enjoy something. And then maybe you don't have the guts to like pivot a little bit and, and try another thing. So I'm tying this to a previous thought uh, that I heard from Jeff Bezos. Which he says, every choice in your world, like there's mm-hmm. only like two choices in, in your life that you cannot like take back pretty much right like everything else you can literally you know make a choice if it doesn't work like it's not gonna affect anything you just go and do something else so i think what you mentioned right there like taking action quickly making these choices quickly is extremely important for everything specifically in business right and i'm thinking on what we have to do now with the hubspot podcast Podcast network and how we're going to build and all these other things that we need to do and i'm like we need to take some choices quick. Like, how are we going to promote? Okay, cool. Let's try this thing instead of like trying to maximize the chance. Like, what is the absolute best option? Because at the end of the day, you're not going to know which one is best on, unless you try them all. And you're probably yeah. never going to try them all. So, yeah, I think that we have to get out of that. I love that you said this because we have to get out of that mentality that there is a perfect way to do XYZ because there isn't and you're not going to come up with it. If you and I start a new business, start something new, right? And you spend the next six months researching and analyzing and picking the right colors and picking the right uh, ideal client and getting more courses, right? Um, getting more certifications Mm -hmm. and on the same day that we both started i just started doing by the end of the six months i will already have a kick-ass online presence that is being tested every day i'm already getting clients i'm already practicing on the go right making decisions and pivoting quickly while you're still in decision mode so six months later i'm going to be way ahead of you (laughs) because your perfection paralysis just got you stuck even though you think no this is the smart way to do things i say just do it and learn on the job Mm -hmm. here's here's a few examples i i love this topic because it ties perfectly on the the main headline that we put in for the episode right building your your six-figure business or more even right with less than a thousand followers a lot of people attach the success to that to that metric which it's yeah. a complete 
craziness. It's like get out of here. <laughs> like I, I was Mr. Wonderful from uh, Shark Tank. What is it? What What is the thing that he says? I don't know. Like madness <laughs> or crazy. <laughs> Anyways, but but here's here's a couple of examples, right? Uh, we have this sales letter that we wrote like six years ago, and I call it the six-figure sales letter, right? And people are like, oh my gosh, give me the six-figure sales letter. This is amazing. And then I give it to them, and it's like this poorly written story about how this guy walked into a fitness studio when I was a fitness studio manager, right? And he had a pen, and that pen, we gave it to him like three months ago, and uh, he saw that pen every single day, and then he came into the studio, and he's like, this is the thing I gotta do to lose weight, like, I'm, my kid is counting on me, and all this, like, very emotional story, right, by the way, my English five years ago was very broken, right, like, this is, like, no good, and I thought it was incredible, right, and then we write, we tell the whole story, and we're like, this is what we do, right, at the time, and at, at the time, the show was not a thing, like, the business was, you know, we're freelancing, doing multiple things, and at the end, it was, like, the service, which it wasn't listed that it was like the service is $3,000 a month. Right. And then, uh, basically like a little field for them to send the email. Right. That's it. That was a page. That page was the bistros.co homepage for a long time, for years. I think probably when was it in Orlando this year, we actually took it down. And the reason we had that page is there not because of the results were so amazing because not one email came from that website in years but because we were proving to people that we could actually sell and provide an amazing service and build a business with something like that, that it, it didn't matter. Because a lot of the, the the things that were coming our way were like, well, we need a website and we, we need this and then we need the other. And, and, we're, and when we're starting up, that adds a lot of friction. That was the same story with the show, right? We we thought we needed the equipment. We thought we needed the two cameras, right? We thought we needed the lights and the things and the post-production and all this thing. And that just prevented us from taking action. And then the way that we solved it was like, okay, how do we remove the friction for us was let's just do it live. There's a reason we do this show live. If we don't do it live, I promise you, you know, that we're not going to do this show. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm totally with you. I, don't, I completely understand what you're talking about. We got this. We got this. Um, yeah. so, so, so I think it's like, obviously in, in business, how, how can people start identifying their friction points? Like we, we, we share this a lot. I'm very interested in your side of things. Like we, we, we go through publishing. We're currently running a, a coaching program, a pilot pro coaching program. And a couple of the people that we have there, they come in and be like, this is my idea of the perfect show. Boom. Right. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> we like, we've been publishing for two years and we don't have that. Uh, right. And like, we want to get this up in like, you know, two months. What? Um, so we start going through this process. Like what adds friction? Like with you, like we, we measure capacity. Like, do you have a team? Is it just you? Like, what is it right on the publishing side? That's, that's pretty solid. I'm very interested. How do you start removing friction with the people that you help, right? Like on the on the coaching aspect, on on the business aspect, right? Well, let's start with identifying the friction first. Anything that is preventing you from showing up, and I specifically speak to online business owners, right? If you have a business online, you need to be online, right? Uh, and I see so many accounts because I, I scout right? Actually, I study accounts and I yeah. see new business owners and how they handle their accounts. And what happens is they put all of these pressures on themselves first, right? You just set them. The website, publishing a post multiple times a day, doing at least 10 stories per day. Uh, I need to have the YouTube channel. Oh my God, should I be publishing the podcast too? Uh, I need to also go live. Like there's all these things that they're seeing and they're, they're being fed this information and they feel like, okay, I need to have everything perfect because I'm a perfectionist. And they say this like, like they're proud 
of it. Like, I'm a perfectionist. Therefore, I'm like, no, a perfectionist to me is a four-letter word. For a perfe Being a perfectionist to me means that you don't get anything done. That mm. you are so worried about things being perfect that I'm never going to see anything from you. So I never want to hear you say that you're a perfectionist. Mm. I want to hear you say that, you know, that you have high standards. You guys, I have the highest standards in the world, but there's nothing that prevents me from just shooting out a post if, you know, inspiration strikes. Yeah. So first point is identifying friction when it pertains to your goals. What is your goal? Do you want to have the best podcast out there? Then I want to see an episode in the next week, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to see an episode in six months. I want to see yeah. an episode now and I want to see you start to figure out yeah. how you're going to do this on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. okay? Now, I've also seen people who put so much pressure on themselves and su put such high standards on themselves that it's almost like they they fail they make it's how do i explain this one they they do not even meet their own standards like they set themselves up for failure basically they yeah. say if i'm going to do this it has to be done this way right and this way that they feel like it has to be done it's like completely not even possible for them where they are right now because yeah. they don't have enough money to invest at that level, right? Mm -hmm. Or because they don't have enough time because they have a full-time job, but they say, no, yeah. no, no, I have to do it this way, yeah. right? I have to. If I'm going to show up online, I want to show up online with the best branding and showing up every day and everything. And if I don't do it that way, then I can't <laughs> do it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's a problem. Yeah. So you're going to start identifying your friction points as soon as you say to yourself, okay, I'm just going to let go of everything I, I put before the action, the website, the posting, the everything, and I'm just going to do it today. Go ahead and do it today. You guys say that, you know, you record this live because otherwise it wouldn't happen. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with me right now uh, in my podcast. I do seasons of interviews and then... I also do a solo episode on Thursdays, right? And I'm going to tell you, during the interview season, it's really hard for me to get that Thursday episode out because I leave it for the last minute because yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah. Now yeah. that I'm not doing interviews, you know what I'm doing? I'm going live every Monday. And that is the episode that goes out on Thursday, right? Like it, yeah, studio I need clap. To, yes. Right? I need to figure out a way to make this easy for myself. I see other podcasts that are so highly produced. I was just on the Grow the Show podcast, and I just listened to it yesterday. And by the way, I realized how fast I talk just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this was a new realization for me, how fast I talk. I was listening to it yesterday. I'm like, wow, this is like really like perfectly produced like it sounds like an npr yeah. podcast and i'm here thinking of my little podcast we just do an interview right yeah. that that that's what it is it's just it's an interview and it has a beginning and it has an end and like that's it yeah. um but i don't feel bad about that absolutely at all. Oh, yeah i i do it the way that it has to get done for me to be able to do it yeah absolutely yeah i, I want to touch base on that right and that all that you just mentioned aligns with a concept that we have that is called the publishing pyramid and pretty much is you can have you cannot have the pyramid built if you don't have a foundation right and the foundation is a message but most people look to start at the top which is with the resources on let me have all this perfect thing uh all this content machine well do you have the, the, like you said, the money or the time, right? There's two main resources to grow. Usually people don't, right? When they're starting, 
and they 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 fall off the wagon right so let's right. start at the very beginning yeah. you need a compelling message you need and how do you get a compelling message by practicing right Practice. by going live you got you gotta take action you gotta get feedback from yeah. the people that you're talking about do they like it do they not like it right does it resonate with them does it not resonate with them and then you start building up from there until you start getting more resources, right? You start yeah. either getting people now paying you for your services and now you got money to invest on your production and you can improve your production. Because at the end of the day, nobody is going to listen to a extremely well-produced show that has no meat to it, right? That is just like black. Like nobody's yeah. going to listen to it. Yeah. You need the quality of the message before any other thing, I, before quality of the production. Go ahead, Ina, sorry. Can I just say something that I, I really wish everybody could really hear us and understand this, that the success, the successful people that you see out there, you're seeing them 10 years later, right? Mm -hmm. When they started, they didn't start with all the fancy things. It wasn't even fast. So many of them were like, were grinding for an entire year, for two years. Yeah. There is uh, someone that I really admire. Her name is uh, Janice Torres Rodriguez, and she's the host of the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. Mm -hmm. And she is now, she reached her financial independence figure, right? She officially nice. doesn't have to work for a living. But guess what? This is eight years in the making of her business. Yes, the yeah. first two years of her business when she started her blog, she was making zero money, yeah. two entire years. Yeah. So if anybody gets anything out of this, it's understanding that, you know what, it's okay to start small. Yeah. It's okay Absolutely. to not go to the 10K months in three months, otherwise I'm a failure. It's okay yeah. to hmm. spend a year trying to figure out. For me, my first three years in business, Every single year, I had a different message because I adjusted. Because I, I would hear, okay, what is working and what isn't? I'm going to change this. What is yeah. working, what isn't? I'm going to change this. The Global Phenomenon is not my first podcast. It's my fourth podcast. My third podcast was Trailblazing Out of Corporate Life. But when I started it, it was called Corporate Trailblazers, which sounded like I was helping corporate people inside corporate when really I wanted to get corporate people to get out of their jobs. <laughs> so uh, on episode 50, 50 episodes in, I changed the name. I changed the branding. I updated the message. A hundred episodes later, I realized I want to reach the entrepreneurial audience. Corporate is no longer serving me. And the global phenomenon was born. So, yeah. and I, and this was, I'm so happy to celebrate the fact that 2021 to 2022 was the first year that I actually felt like, you know what? I have a solid message. Yes. I have a solid infrastructure and I want to stick with it yes. for 2022. It's the first time ever in my business that I have felt that way about anything that I did. That's and amazing. it took this long. That's yeah. amazing. I resonate so much with this um, because so many people get hung up on that, right? Like, and I, I, something that you mentioned earlier about setting those expectations right i see it i see it happening with the companies that we work with which you know some of them 700 million dollar billion dollar co companies right that we see the back end of what's happening and then with the one-on-one -on -one people that we might take or like the group coaching people that are coming in into our world like on publishing right at the end of the day it's like how do we measure those resources how do we set those expectations right and it's funny i i would never forget this meeting i had with a person that I highly respect, right? And and they came actually on the show and it was awesome. And we were trying to figure out like if we were a good fit to work with each other. 
and they're in the real estate space and they're like, we want to be the Mr. Beast of, of real estate. Right. And I'm like, well, if you're not, are you familiar with Mr. Beast? No, I, no. no. Mr. Beast is the fastest growing YouTube in the history of YouTube. Like, millions of subscribers in every single channel that he has he has in different languages but he's also been publishing for i think 11 years is now um but he gives away he's he's uh he did a video we talked about it the other day about um he what? gives away a lot of money in, in his videos. one of his latest videos in his main channel cost him four million dollars that's how much he invests per per video right so you know i'm having this conversation mm -hmm. with a person that's starting to publish i'm like the mr Beast of real estate well the first question i'm like do we have 11 years right like i'm totally okay do with we you. have four million bucks to invest <laughs> um, in the next video so it's and uh, if so we will be very happy to produce it for you and, um, <laughs> it, it's trying to understand those those things and, and yeah. the people that we might look up to right like a lot of podcasters see joe rogan as a as a massive inspiration right but he's also been published for 11 12 years right like it's it's crazy the amount of time that that people are are investing right and, and we right. we heard russell in uh russell branson the click funnels founder in an event once and he was saying hey are you willing to endure long enough to be discovered right and and he right. had this example of of netflix and shows that are there for six seasons seven seasons right and people just discover them now i mean i just like we just finished watching uh season 30 of uh the amazing race and uh, it was like the first time in like seven years that we watched an episode and we're like wow like they've been going for 30 years and we yeah. just now like rediscover the show right so it's like how how can we first mentally right like that's a decision that we have to make mm -hmm. to be able to do that right and then how do we set up the the business or your life to be able to sustain that right because if we remeasure or like reestablish our priorities to the point that we're like okay here's here's my capacity these are my resources this is my time of the week that I have to create. This is my time of the week that I have to distribute, right? We have to be very honest with that conversation and be like, this is how I'm going to be able to sustain it for this year. And then we revisit and then we go year two. And as you're telling your journey with, the four, with your four podcasts, I think that's such a powerful lesson because you're, you're staying nimble. You're staying flexible. You're, you're accepting that you're in growing mode. Same with us. Before the show, we had uh, Bruce and Bros. Right, and that lasted five episodes, and uh, they didn't see the light of day. I spilled a beer over my computer, but it was the same thing. That was a show that showed us that friction was there with the editing and the two cameras and setting up the room for like an hour beforehand. So those yeah. lessons are there, and hopefully people can understand and be like, okay, how do we bring it down? Same with companies, right? How do we bring it down or invest yeah. or invest in the resources if you have the capacity to invest, right? Um, so such an important. I lesson. just have. I just have this like general advice for anybody who has a full-time job and they want to start something new. It, you start Once you start something new, you start to feel like, oh, I don't want to be at my job anymore. I want you to kind of flip that message to yourself and remind yourself that your, your full-time job is what's making the your passion possible, mm. right? That's where your funding is coming from so before you start thinking no no i need to quit to devote all my time to this no enjoy the fact that you can do both and just start at a smaller scale and redefine what success is to you because i don't know if you guys have heard this metric but 80 percent of new podcasts get abandoned after the third episode and this is because that friction that you guys are talking about is real if i spend six months quote unquote, researching 
what my podcast should be about and what the right name should be and creating the cover image mm -hmm. and really getting the courage to put my voice out there because a lot of people are like, oh my God, as soon as I put my voice out there, my boss can see it and my sisters can see it and yeah. my parents can see it and my former boyfriends can <laughs> see it. And you know, we put all this pressure that once the episode goes live, we feel like it's automatically getting live streamed to all of those people's ears, right? And it's like, yeah. no, when you first launch, it's a lot of crickets. So after yep. you put all of that work, you've put out three episodes and you don't see that, well, people are not really watching. People are not really going to care if I skip a week. People are not really going to care. Nobody's really listening to this anyway. That's how they die. So you got to start with that. I love it that Fonsi said the word longevity because that's my favorite word in business is remember that the people that you're finding out about right now, right? You guys, I just found out about you and you have <laughs> 260 episodes in your podcast. And it's like I'm new to the podcasting world and I just found you. So you gotta be, mm -hmm. you gotta think of it as having just grit, as just saying the only way to fail is to quit. So guess what? I'm just not gonna quit. This is what I'm gonna stick with for the next year. And then I'll decide. Yeah. What worked, what didn't, should I tweak, should I not, and then try something new if I want. But you got to give things a fair year, even if you're not making any money. You got to give that passion yeah. a fair try. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Love it. So we, we're getting close to the end, but I want to, you know, deliver I know, on the right? promise so of the hook. Yeah, the, I felt fancy because I here I the joke is he gets very excited at the end of the shows and he continues to ask questions. And this time it was flipped. It was me. And I didn't no. you see his eyes like right here? He's like, no, dude, it is. It, it's actually <laughs> it was, because I want to talk about the the engagement and you know building the six figures, uh, right. sub thousand followers. Because I mean we've covered great stuff, right? We. An idea. What, this is it? all necessary, by the way. This yeah. is all building blocks. This exactly. is necessary. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, all, all these building blocks are gonna help us get there, right? Like, take swift, swift action, swift, swift action, right? Yeah. Quickly removing that friction, right? Trying a lot of things to th to see which one is my favorite. Like, all these things are gonna help out, right? Uh, but I'm sure. And we love talking here about like frameworks and you know the the tactics. Not not so much of the tactics, if I'm being honest. More more <laughs> on the more on the principles. Yeah, we actually don't yeah. really enjoy that much, that word that much. More on the principles that lead yeah. to success. So yeah. I just want to you know spend some time going into those principles that allowed you right to build your business with a sub thousand follower account. Because like my brother said, a lot of people attach business success or business growth to a big following. Yeah. And sorry, because I know Luis that really, really wanted to say something. Uh, he, he cannot speak anymore. He cannot uh, speak anymore. There, there's, a, there's a section <laughs> called in the show, uh, Fonzie choke, hashtag choke the mic. Uh, so that's just what just happened. Uh, he just, you know, tramples okay. over me. My idea, here's my idea. Maybe we do it, maybe we don't. I don't know. Uh, private training on this on the Facebook group. Just gonna okay, put that out there. One hundred percent. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this for a little bit. We're gonna plant the seed. I think like is necessary. Man, this is this is the thing, and the, I just discovered this about my brother. He's like the most clickbaity guy that there is in the world. He's like, yeah, let's put this in the in the in the thumbnail and never talk about it. And I'm like, no, that that's just a straight clickbait, you know? Wait, I'm game. I'm game for for doing like an actual training. And, yeah, I mean, I'm down. Stuff. I'm down and, for and the training. And he's lying, by the way, because we did talk about it. The the last episode, the slap was 
was fake. We did talk about it. I don't know what slap, but yeah. hey. Uh, anyways, all right. Okay. Back to back to reality. Come on, Fancy. No, let, let's. You know, non <laughs> non principles of non-violent communication. Everybody needs <laughs> need to be met. So you know, my my personal need is not to be super clickbaity. So we're gonna talk about it right now. Your need is to have the training. So we're going to have the training, right? And yes. Ina's need is, I mean, what's your need? You're, you're awesome. You're, what what else? My need is to just be here hanging out with you guys. Let's, Let's go. go. Yes. My need is being met. I'm okay. All right. Um, so, but I do want to give you, because this is the title of the episode. So let's let's give the people what they need, okay? Yeah, yeah so, the people are cheering. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So six figures with a <laughs> tiny audience. That's what I, when I, when I say a tiny audience, I mean fewer than a thousand followers anywhere. So here's the deal. I'm just going to tell you something that I, I realized and I didn't realize when I was in it. So I'm hoping that some people hear this and they're like, oh my God, that's me right now. While I was building my business, mm. I was getting out there and meeting people. Okay, I was creating my own stages. I wasn't waiting for somebody to give me permission to be on their podcast. I was nobody. Nobody was going to have me anywhere. So I created my own stages. I live in Boston. I set up the website, which, by the way, don't go to it. I'm not even going to give you the URL. Anyway, I was very <laughs> proud. I was very proud that I owned that URL, by the way. Uh, and I started teaching about podcasting in the Boston area. And I started to get myself on stages locally. I, yeah. And I'm not saying like other people. So I'm not saying conferences i'm saying i would rent a room in my town and i would put out a facebook ad and i would invite people to kind of like hey who wants to come and learn about podcasting and i would get some people show up and some of them would turn into clients right so i started to really get yeah. out and really grind it if i had an inspiring idea for getting myself out there i would go and do it and try it and see what happens so while all of that is happening Right. While I'm getting out there meeting people and getting known and getting clients at the same time, I have the same bug in my brain that everybody else has that I need to have a large audience. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Right. So what did I do while I was making money in my business? I started to take all of the money I was making and drop it into growth activities that were not working for me. Okay, I started to invest in every course, right? I, I bought courses on how to be a star on YouTube, on how to be <laughs> a star on Facebook pages. I bought a course on how to grow on Facebook pages. I'm like, who cares about Facebook pages? Well, <laughs> I, did. Um, I bought every course. I, anytime that anybody would talk about Facebook ads, I would go and, and sign up. I worked with an agency for Facebook ads when I didn't have any Facebook history like facebook as, a, as an algorithm had no idea who were the people that resonated with my message because i ha i hadn't been consistent enough with it yet yeah i'd only yeah. been in business for like five months facebook ads were not going to work at that stage but i'm like hey i got three thousand dollars to burn <laughs> so i gave them to an agency it did work i was seriously dropping serious money on coaches on programs on courses to grow my audience to this day I have right now like 1,182 followers, okay? My mailing list is 600 something on my mailing list. Like my audience is really small. So I'm going to tell you at the end of 2020, I was angry. 
I was so angry and I wrote a message to my audience and I told them how angry I was that all the money, like I had already reached six figures in my business and all of the money, I never got to keep any of it because I was dropping in all these growth activities that were not working. Mm -hmm. And I said at the end of 2020, I am done. This like, that's it. Why? It doesn't make any sense for me to be putting all my money on something that is not working. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. people keep telling, no, if you put money in, the universe is going to give it back to you. Right. <laughs> like, that's what you hear. No, the universe is going to pay it back. No. <laughs> like, you got to know about ROI. And back then, when I was investing really heavily in the first three years of my business, ROI was like a four little word to me. It's like, no, 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 because you never know what's going to happen when you invest and you can't really be thinking. Now, I see ROI not as a guarantee that I'm going to get a return in that investment. I see it more as, is this what I need Mm, right mm. now? Is this what my business needs to run to grow right now? Or am I buying this program because the price is going to go up next time and I don't want to miss out, right? Mm. Or because I feel like I really need this and, you know, I'm I'm probably not even going to act on it because I'm already invested in seven other programs until like six times. Like, why am I doing that to myself? So 2020, at the end of 2020, I said, I'm done. And I completely changed my strategy of investing in myself. And I said, I'm going to bank on the things that are working. And this is where I started the Instagram account, Your Engagement Coach. This is where um, I started to really focus on all the things that were working before to get me clients. And that's what I preach now. And I went from negative for the first three years to 30% profits in 2021 just by doing that, right? So first things first, if everybody's listening to me and you are getting yourself into debt because you're trying to grow your audience, you're not there yet. You do not need to grow your audience yet. What you need right now is to solidify your message, how you're going to meet people so that people can go from followers to leads to clients, right? And what is it that you're selling them and make sure that it works Make sure you're actually getting results for people. This is the big piece for this, you know, this whole monetizing a small audience part is that we see other people putting out a Facebook ad and making a ton of money with their launches, right? And they think that people go from being a follower to being a client. Mm. That is rarely the case. I get messages from people saying, oh my God, I need to work with you. But that's not how I plan my business. That's not part of my business plan. My plan is to take my followers and turn them into leads. And if I sit down with you to review your business, I'm going to ask you, don't give me your list of followers. I want to see your leads. And I want to see how warm they are and how hot they are. And if you don't have that list, then you got to start readjusting how you approach engagement online. I want to see leads because that is going to be my pipeline to my program. Anyway, I can talk about this. I, I love it. Whatever. Yeah. But that gives you a little bit of uh, like, what are the things that actually work? Here? I think that, I think this is a spark for a lot of people, right? Because is is that uh, when we we had a very similar experience. I, I think my personal account and Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Eleven hundred people, maybe. Uh, Bezos just passed a thousand. Do we care? No. It's uh, so popular. So popular. <laughs> Do we care? <laughs> no, but also the people that are coming in. Here's, That's I mean, it. this tip came from Adam Shalvey, right? Like he was like, dude. Yeah. Every person that comes in, it's a it's a it's a person that's actually taking time of their time of their life to actually go and and follow you because they actually value what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So why don't you send them a quick message and say hello and say thank you and uh, hey, very nice to meet you. Like what a blessing to be able to do that today. Like how awesome. And guess what? Some of the people that we've done that with 
Some people respond, some people don't. Some people respond and then they become they come to the show and then they, we become they, really good friends. They don't respond to you? Sometimes I've, I've had people <laughs> yeah. that, and that's okay. Like maybe they don't see it. Like who knows, right? But at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, this was awesome. I mean, we just had this conversation with a guy in Australia, this like, incredible guy that's going to be coming into the show in like two weeks, like an introduction on social too. Somebody that came into the show mm -hmm. that they followed. We have the capacity to actually make those connections, right? Mm -hmm. And and yeah. be actually, you know, maybe ask for feedback. And, you know, maybe you're in a stage where you need a ton of feedback, right? And yeah. what an opportunity. So um, it's, yeah. you, how and, do you and flip do you it? Think, and, you, and do you really think that Joe Rogan is sitting there like talking to people on the DMs? Like, no. With small audiences, we actually have that luxury. He can't. If he went on his podcast and he said, hey, send me a DM and tell me what you think the next guest should be, mm. he would get swamped. He would never be able to get back to them. With a small audience, we have the luxury of yeah. being able to talk to our audience. And yeah, like you said, it's such a privilege. It's wonderful that we can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're at a stage that we can actually humanize our brands yeah. and, you know, relate like, to people at a deeper don't level. Don't follow. <laughs> Just like, don't follow. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. Every time somebody follows me, I tell them, thank you. Uh, don't follow my brother so I can have more followers than him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, kidding, good good luck with that. Good luck. Uh, I'm uh, I'm the, the the one that actually responds. I send Fonzie a text message and he doesn't respond to me in like four days. You know, yeah. we see each other here. But yeah. I, I need I need an engagement coach just so I can answer <laughs> to my brother, you know? Right. You gotta figure that out, man. Yeah. yeah. You're too cool for school, not too, responding. Too cool, too cool. No, I, well, I, I comment on your post the other day. I'm like, oh, all I do is send voice notes at first, right? Because one of your rules is like, do not start with a voice note. And I was like, oh, yes. man, that's what I do every single time. <laughs> like, I and always I do the voice and note. And I love that you asked that question. I'm like, ha, yeah. okay, opportunity to come and tell us. Yeah, I had Absolutely. a real where I'm like, okay, the 10 commandments of DM etiquette. And yeah, one of them was ah, so don't good. start with a voice note. And the reason, like, we have to understand that because everybody that we talk to is already getting talked to by a lot of other people who want to sell them stuff, mm -hmm. we get put in that, Bucket. you know, in that blob of people, of marketers, mm -hmm. unless we prove otherwise. Yeah. Right. Yep. So when we send a, a message, people are going to be waiting. Okay, where's the pitch? Right. So I I tell people if you if you guys want me to tell you a tip on how to avoid being in that blob, you want me yeah. to tell you a do tip it, do for it, that? Do it. Yes. yes. Golden ball time. A tip? Here's yeah. a tip. Here's a tip. And we can totally go over this in a in a deeper training. But the way that you avoid being that person that they're like, okay, where's the pitch? Is when you respond to triggers rather than coming out of nowhere. So the fact that you guys are saying, yeah, when somebody follows me, I go like, hey, what's up? How's it going? That's great because the trigger was that this person was interested enough to hit follow. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Instagram randomly dropped these people in your account. Like this person made a choice to yeah. hit follow. That is a trigger that you can hang on to and you can say, hey, what's up? How's it going? Yep. Right? Um, another trigger could be if they posted something on their stories that you related to respond to it if they posted something on their on their post and you write a comment respond to that so as long as you're responding to triggers you won't appear like you came out mm -hmm. of nowhere and it's going to be like an instant yeah. genuine connection ah, i love it yeah uh, golden bullet moment uh Golden yeah, just that best strategy rather be genuine yeah. right like be right? genuine um, and and care for the other person and eventually that might transition into a sales conversation or or another opportunity yeah we uh we had a 
we were on this training of, of one of our clients last night and uh, there was a similar thing that we we're talking about as a group right and uh right. there's i don't know if it's called a cultural thing or not but there's this other gentleman that we've been working on bigger bigger people like that that's probably like our biggest client at the very beginning and uh, it seemed like for him it was like well this is like how i'm naturally i'm like pablo shout out to pablo he was one of our first guests right pablo pablo he's like this is like one of our like um this is how i operate right and for us we were educated also in a way where you know we relate with everybody we just we, how to be nice guys right like and at the end of the day and this was a very uh session very aimed to sales right so we're like okay like how do actually we reframe the sales process right and this is not going for like that easy sell here this is to going after corporate clients million millions of dollars this is the long game i want to really build that relationship because once that relationship starts right there's a lot of moving parts or whatever there's a lot of money on the table but and that has to be built on top of a very strong foundation and it comes down yeah. to that. Like, how do we actually build a, a genuine relationship? And what you're just sharing right now is so, so important. So, and it doesn't come natural to a lot of people, right? Like, because yeah. maybe for us, maybe it's natural because maybe that, that's the way that we got raised. But for a lot of other people, it doesn't, they don't make the connection, right? They make the division business and personal life. Yeah. It's one. Yeah. It's one, right? We're dealing with with ourselves here. We're dealing with people. But uh, this, is, people. this is so good. Is yeah. this going to be a two-hour episode? Because, I mean, I'm totally down for it, but, you know. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I could talk about this, like, forever. Yeah. So, my... Uh, when I started this brand new account, by the way, because I, I totally blew up my old Instagram account and I said, nobody's engaging over there. People i have been accumulating those people for a long time. They don't even know what I do anymore. So I actually started brand new with a new Instagram account back in June. So it's going to be a year very soon. Nice. Um, and go. yeah, I started it as I started as your engagement coach because I realized if I'm going to be teaching people how to get clients first. How to get clients right away, how to let go of everything else and just start to get clients. It really starts with genuine engagement. So mm -hmm. that follow my account. This is my shameless plug in yes. here. Follow my account. And go and check out the videos that I have and go check out the reels because I give you like every day that I sit down to write content for you. I'm like, what can I do to grab you by the shoulders and shake you yeah. into coming to your senses, right? Like this is how you do genuine yeah. engagement so that people can stop messaging yeah. me with their pitches because I am not going to respond to that. So yeah. where, where can people go? Drop the names. We're going to put the links right below in the description where people can go and, and click on it. Like, where do we go? By the way, I've seen it. I'm obsessed. Like, it's so good. Yeah, your, so brand, good. your branding is really good, too. It's amazing. Thanks. Yeah. See, high standards, but not perfectionism. Yes. You know, yes. It, it happens. I, I mean, and it's I mean, I'm, repetition, I'm sure, too. I, it, do you mean repetition that I, like, repurposing? No, like consistency. Mean, like, like consistency. Yeah, like, you just do it multiple times and then you just improve on to the next time you improve on it and guess what repurposing <laughs> i have a bank of content and i i was able to get a social media manager to help me keep that content out there like you guys I, every single post that you see me posting is not like i'm spending mm -hmm, 24 mm -hmm. hours a day seven days a week on instagram okay i've built it up to that point okay yep. high standards but not perfectionist yeah so yeah so the links that you want to go to, you want to go follow me on Instagram, your engagement coach. And also, you know what I did? I had to create a freebie, right? Because we all need like, you know, a lead magnet, something that people Absolutely. can grab onto. And I thought, okay, what everybody really wants is, you know, like a content calendar, like how to post better, how to post more, how to post more. But what do I 
post about? And I'm like, well, my interest really is for you to get into more conversations. I don't care about you posting more. I care about you posting in a way that is going to establish connections. Mm -hmm. So you know what I did? I wrote down a list of 100 engagement post ideas so that you can satisfy that itch that you have of like, okay, what do I post? But also get you in the driver's seat so that you can take control of your engagement. Because if it's just one pet peeve of mine is when people tell me, but Ina, nobody's engaging with my content. I'm like, <laughs> are you really going to leave the future of your business in the hands of other people and whether they hit like or comment or follow? Like engagement is something that you do, not something you wait for after yep. you post. So if you want to grab that guide, go to 100 postideas.com that's 100postideas.com completely free and it's going to get you on your way to posting with the intention of creating connections oh, so, so I'll leave that to you Let's go. Oh yeah! Go, oh yeah! Go get it there! <laughs> go get it there! Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here right now. Actually, I just as you were spelling it, I was like, "Ooh, let me join in there. Let me put my name." Now you're gonna, you're about to have six hundred and plus one on your email. <laughs> six hundred plus one! Yay! Yeah, um, that is six hundred one. For those that don't know too much math, <laughs> then, no, we, don't, we don't we don't do public math. Hey, you know, uh, last question of the show. Ooh, uh, this has been wait, incredible. wait, wait. This is really cool. This is the first time I see somebody do this in an opt-in page. Ask for what? their Instagram username. That is genius. I love that. That is well, so I wanna cool. I want to know who you are and, you know, email yeah. is... Yeah, you, you, it's you're going to get in touch with you. Do so. you go in there and then send them a, not a voice note, obviously, because you don't leave with a voice note, but you <laughs> send them a message a like, hey, like, thank you so much for, you know, did you get the, the 100 engagement post ideas? How do you like it? Do you do that? Not every single time, but you know mm. what I do like to do is when people sign up for my masterclass. So I teach a class called Get Clients with a Tiny Audience at tinyaudiencemasterclass.com. I'm, I'm, I'm like giving you guys all of my links. Yeah. Um, tinyaudiencemasterclass.com. So if somebody signs up for my masterclass, I definitely reach out and I tell them like, hey, make sure that you're going to be there live because I want to see you and talk to you because I always do a Q&A at the end, like a live Q&A at the end yeah. of the class. So, so I definitely use that field for sure. But no, nice. it's not like you're going to hear from me as soon as you get the yeah. 100 post ideas. You can definitely get that in peace. I'm not going to go into your DMs. For yeah. the intro, the yeah. I, I love it, though. I love it. And the page the page looks really nice. And I love the name of your masterclass. I think it's so yes. cool. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got you got, you got really good branding. You got really good positioning. Um, we should do a whole different episode just on that, too. I think yeah. that would be and pretty cool. And you know how long it took me to get here? Uh, <laughs> four years. And oh, if so you you're going to say a on, week. <laughs> if you add on the time that I spent yeah. uh, doing my side hustle of websites, then we're talking 10 years in the making. Yeah. Okay. So I want everybody to know that, that I didn't crawl mm. out from under a rock in 2022 and all of this was perfectly put together. It's taken time yeah. and effort and consideration and everything we just talked about is in action right that's now. right yeah. yeah you didn't crawl out of the rock you were under the rock and you started slowly carrying it up <laughs> and now slowly. you're crushing it with your 
awesome business muscles. So I appreciate everything. Exactly. In our last question of the show, I mean, this has been a treat. Uh, you can you can send your kids a big hug and apologies because like we just want to keep talking to you. And uh, <laughs> so. it's okay. My my husband came home early so that we could do this. So <laughs> big go. shout out to my husband yes. for being the most supportive spouse in the world. Let's I go. love so, him to that. He's he's the best. I'll yeah. keep him for a while. Yes, so needed. Uh, so awesome. Yeah, tell him we love him too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's creepy. Brother, what? Uh, where where would you be if you didn't publish? Where would I be if I didn't publish? Mm -hmm. And you just drop that question like that. It's yes. Like, Boom. Where would I be if I didn't publish? Is this a serious question? Because I can't yeah. I can't imagine my life without being out there. I hope you're editing this because I should have thought about it before. Where would I be? You know what? I'd probably be out there teaching. I would be out there getting like renting $40 rooms wherever I can and teaching people whatever it is that I need to be saying through publishing. <laughs> I would just be out there doing yeah. it in person which I, sh I should be out there doing it anyway. After the <laughs> pandemic, I didn't do it anymore. I need to start doing that more. Yeah. That's where I would be. Nice. Th thanks for you, sharing. You probably uh, yeah. somewhere out there teaching something. Just so you know, we're not editing that. Like that was very <laughs> powerful. Yeah, we, that was a, like a really pregnant pause, pause right there. Yeah, we're we're living the silence and everything. It's just you know, it like it 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 puts more emphasis and intensity so, so here's, on the moment. Add like a like a really suspenseful like. Yeah. yeah. So so here's the here's why right like uh, this podcast has been the tool that has allowed us to grow personally in like from inside. As, as people, the business has, has grown to, to levels that before that was really hard for the first six years, right? We're like, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have a team now. We're very proud of that. We're part of this amazing network that believes in us and invested in us, right? And, uh, and without publishing, that would not be possible, right? Yeah. And uh, th this show has brought us some amazing relationships, some, some amazing connections, some amazing friendships, right? Like you. And um, it... Like if people ask that question, we're like probably longer silence, right? Because no, <laughs> like, no idea, you know what? right? You know what, Luisa? Where would you be without publishing? Probably still trying to figure out what I want to do. Like, um, like, like, but bouncing, right? Like, because like, this is the thing that this is the anchor for right. we bounced for six years. It was so frustrating. Uh, we did and, and it was amazing lessons. But at the same time, it was very hard. And uh, I'm telling you, like, this show started in 2020, right? Like, and uh, it was the Hail Mary thing. It was like, here we go. Yeah. Um, and it's the thing that we're going to commit to. And uh, as Fonzie, like, part of our meetings are like, we got to be consistent in many other ways. And, and uh, this is the one thing that never fails, right? Yeah. I would have been an astronaut, but I just decided to have a, a podcast <laughs> yeah, <you> instead. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I often... This, this, this is better. You you know, you Absolutely. chose well. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You know, thank you for asking it back because like it's the first time that somebody asked this question back to us. And, you know, I was reflecting a couple of days ago. I'm like, man, like, you know, content has been always been present. Like, I remember I love TV shows. I love, like, I love consuming content. I love YouTube. I love all that. And I remember our dad's like, get up, you know, get out and, and play and do. And, and we did for a long time. We played soccer and like, I'm super grateful for that. 
But I remember like, what can I do with like this thing? And I didn't know what content or whatever. So like in a sense that that seed was always there. And I'm like, yeah. well, now it's funny this morning. I just sent a post to Katie uh, about this soccer player that has three, three daughters and the three daughters are born the same day. They're not triplets. It's like a year apart, but it's like same day. Wow. And Katie, like my sister and I have the same birthday. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. That's well, so cool. Luca is on the 15th of this month and Mateo's about to be born Pro potentially. Like there could be a possibility with it that it's the same day. So for Katie, it's like, oh my gosh, she wants to be induced and all yeah. crazy. My, but my sister's birthday is a day after mine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, crazy. Okay, so anyways, I sent this post, and I, immediately after I sent this post, you know, Katie, uh, with also one of the amazing spouses relationships that, you know, she truly believes in, in me. She's like, whatever, you do whatever. I don't understand what you do, but you go do your thing. Shout, right. out, shout out to Katie. <laughs> shout out to Katie. Katie, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> yeah, let me know, and I'll buy you a bag of pizza rolls. <laughs> let, let, let's see if she listens to this now. Uh, <laughs> So, um, anyways, and I remember I, I, I sent that this morning. I'm like, oh man, like she's, you're going to be like, oh, you're working, whatever. And you're sending me these social posts. And then immediately after I'm like, this is my job. Like I scout for content. Like right. we do, this is the things that we bring on our Friday meetings with our teams every two weeks so we can get better at the craft, at the production. Right. And I'm like, this is the dream life, right? This is a right. step in that dream life. So I encourage everybody, go find that. Like, go find that thing. If it's a podcast, awesome. If it's a business, awesome. If it's that idea that we were talking about earlier, awesome. Dude, no, you just said it. Because when I was in corporate, I loved giving presentations. And I, I loved it. So when I discovered that this is a job talking to you guys <laughs> is my job this is my job being right here on camera talking to you guys yeah. so i'm like when i discovered i'm like wow like yeah, i yeah. can i don't have to go to hollywood i don't have to, like go anywhere else i can just be in my living room and like living the dream i love video i love creating content mm -hmm. when i was little i i did this my parents got me a recorder because the only way to like to do publishing in the early 1990s, it was through journalism, right? It wasn't like there was nothing. There was no social media. Yeah. Was, am I dating myself? I know that I'm way <laughs> older than you guys. But when I was a little, there was no, there was no internet. So journalism was the only thing. They got me a recorder so that I could record like my shows. So technically, I started podcasting when I was like 10 years old. Yep. There you Mind go. blown. Mind blown. Another story to the arsenal. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. D definitely. Uh, we're turning to a Joe Rogan podcast today. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. Just keep going. Just keep it rolling. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Ida, this was so awesome and so powerful too because, you know, we, we relate. There's a lot of people out there trying to grab that traction. And I think today helped them. So thank you for those that stay all the way till the end and uh, go Thanks. check Ina out. Go check those links. It's going to be amazing. It's going to shortcut that journey mm -hmm. uh, massively. Come join the community as well. Content is profit. Uh, we, yeah, uh, we're going to do the special training, right? Again, we needed to satisfy everybody's needs. Then, so Let's we're do gonna it. do the, the the training right here. Full disclosure, you know, yeah, you're gonna so be the to you're say. gonna be the first training. I'm shooting from the hip right here. I'm shooting from the <laughs> hip. No, you're you're. Um, I hear you. You're speaking my language right Let's now. Go. Yes. Hashtag pew pew. Hashtag pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know, anything else you want to add before we head out? 
No, I just want to say congratulations, guys, on your deal with Housepop. Yay! That is amazing. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, super happy for you guys. And thank you so much for having me, for Absolutely. putting the pink background. That's <laughs> very, very thoughtful, you guys. No, it's been a pleasure. You, you're awesome. Thank it's you. been absolutely amazing. The time went by super quick, let me tell you. Yeah. I, I, I really feel like we've only talked for like 20 minutes and it's been okay. an hour and 20 minutes. So yeah, there was so much more to talk about. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, you, you, we know you'll be back for a second, third time. Eventually, we're going to do one live there oh. in Boston somewhere, you know. Yeah. Be, right? It's dangerous. When Venezuelans come together, it's very dangerous, guys. It's very yeah. dangerous. It very is. fun. <laughs> very fun, but very dangerous. Fancy anything Way else too much wanna? energy. Way too much. Way, Way too much. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't have anything else to add. I think it was an incredible episode. Thank you, Ina, so much. Yeah. Uh, you just share so many good things. And yeah, I just encourage people to listen to this episode plenty of times. And not just because it helps us with the downloads number, but because it's <laughs> going to help you help you remember all these concepts. Yeah. Right? So yeah. thank you so much, Ina. I appreciate it. Awesome, thank guys. Well, that was the episode. With that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite social media channels and podcasting platforms at BizBrosco. That is right. And if Ina here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends and, and leave us five-star review. Bye, guys.